Okay. Uh, hello, friends. Um, this is Kingdom Heritage, and uh, this is Jolly Ekiabi. Uh, it's been um, a pleasure for me to bring you all the Word of God. It's been a pleasure for me also to bring um, people who share like faith with us uh, to talk about things of the Scriptures. So, uh, so today is um, understanding the Father's heart. Uh, We've done a couple of recording with um, the same topic, understanding the Father's heart. And for me, I think uh, there is more to, for us to know about God because uh, the love of God in our life is uh, new every morning. What I mean by that is that uh, God seeks to tell us uh, new things and give us a uh, new experience about who He is. Until the knowledge of God is finished, uh, we will not stop doing what we're doing in terms of seeking the kingdom and seeking the face of God. So today I have with me um, a friend of mine. I have it with me somebody who I've known for the last um, one year or so as uh, somebody who has the passion and who have the hunger for the things of the kingdom. So uh, I have with me today Dr. Randy Heights and Dr. Randy Heights uh, is somebody that uh, for the last one year I think we've actually had prayers together on Wednesdays and uh, it's been very uh, exciting time and it's been a blessing. So uh, Randy Heights uh, works uh, here in Florence and I will let him give us a little bit more introduction about himself but I want us to understand that the purpose of um, this kind of recording uh, understanding the Father's heart is for us to be able to bring those who have gone through some experience in their spiritual growth with God and I believe such experience is going to be a blessing to many who want to also take the same path or who are already in this journey because as we as our faces are different we all have different kind of experience but the most important thing is that all our experience points back to jesus christ as the author and finisher of our faith now i am a believer and you listen to me out there if you are a believer we all have a common goal the common goal is to see that the kingdom of god is manifested in our heart and also on the in the nations of the earth so i want us to Sit uh, right, uh, sit back and just listen to this recording and listen to uh, Dr. Randy gives us some of his testimony and some of his experience with God and his journey so far. And I think uh, I and Dr. Randy has uh, something in common. He works uh, also uh, a secular job or as I, and also he also runs uh, a ministry. So I think uh, we have something uh, in common. But uh, I will let him talk more for himself, and I believe you're going to be blessed richly and at the end of this record i also have um, dr randy pray for for us and pray for the believers out there so let's go ahead let me let um, dr randy tell us more about himself well jolly uh, thank you for uh, letting me uh, sit with you and be with you today i just want to come into agreement with you that as we go through this time that the holy spirit just guide everything that we say and that we do and mm -hmm. the holy spirit pull out the experiences and the information that needs to be uh, put out over the airways for people to hear that they would be a blessing uh, that is first of all our top priority is that the kingdom of god be advanced and people get what they need to have i am randy hyatt uh, just for background information i've been in florence south carolina for 33 years originally grew up in the north carolina area uh, where i grew up as a, a home of a baptist minister uh, got my undergraduate degree from Gardner Webb College and then a master's in psychology and counseling from Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. And then did my doctorate in the area of family therapy from East Texas State University, which is now Texas A&M in Commerce. Um, I'm a private practice therapist, family counselor. I've uh, been in private practice for 33 years. have done a lot of training uh, across the South and Southeast on family life and presented on a number of different topics related to spiritual life, um, very deeply into the spiritual warfare component that God put me into to really help break free the lives of people and in counseling, uh, depending on the need, just try to meet people at a spiritual level to really help them to advance in their their faith and their ministry in the direction that God's calling to and to bring harmony between them and the Father. Okay, um, Dr. Randy, um, I know I we've actually had time to pray together and uh, I, I just want to kind of uh, talk um, you to talk more about um, in your 33 years of being in this area, right? Um, 
what will you say like um, the experience uh, of the spiritual atmosphere in this area right because uh, you've seen people come and go you've seen um, different churches different ministry in this area so what do you what do you want to say like if you have to talk about the spiritual atmosphere in this area because we believe that this city is a city that God has blessed and we want to see the glory and the power of God manifest in this series. So can you just tell us a little bit more about your experience uh, of the spiritual atmosphere in this area? Yeah, I would be glad to. I um, When I first came into Florence, uh, to be quite open and quite frank with it, every time that I would, whenever I would start to leave Florence, I would feel just a sense of relief and when I would head back into Florence I would feel this sense of heaviness and it was such an odd perception and I can definitely say that over the 33 years that there's not really the sense of heaviness that I once felt or the sense of dread coming back into it and it took me a number of years when I first came to Florence I thought I would be here about five years get some experiences go on to a university and teach and write and in the process of uh, trying to figure out why God had led me here, and I tried to leave several times, uh, God really began to reveal that he was using Debbie and I, that's my wife, to really break open the spiritual atmosphere of this community. Uh, for example, Debbie held a prayer group um, for a number of years, and we would take Allen wrenches that are in the shape of the number seven, which is this number for, for perfection, and we would pray over those Allen wrenches and bury them up all over this region and this territory. And God would begin to expand my understanding about this area. And at one point, he said, I need for you to expand it from Florence Center, that Florence would be the hub of a wheel. And when I mapped it out over the 14 county regions that he wanted me to be, to be about, Debbie and I drove 687 miles one Sunday all the way around this region praying over the region and the territory. And as I got into personal counseling, I began having people uh, that had grown up into Florence come to my, my door. And one particular lady uh, that I began working with um, had had um, very dramatic experiences with some very strong darkness that was over the regions and some very cult related activity actually there were two people uh, at that point three people along that time that had come to my doorstep and as I began researching the area I began to find out that the religious institution law enforcement and at that time some other factions uh, had set a precedent back when Florence first came into development and there was a big level of prostitution that went on in Florence in its early development and some of those um, problems ran very deep in this community and there was a lot of racial hatred a lot of racial divide a lot of tension and we've tried to bridge the gap between racism and some time and things that we've done and we've prayed intently over it and we've discerned a number of different demonic spirits that have been over Florence. Uh, I got to have I get to have a close association with Chuck Pearson uh, who's out of uh, Glory of Zion out of Corinth, Texas and uh, the first time I met Chuck, Chuck looked at me and he said uh, Randy, I gave a prophecy over Florence a number of years ago, and um, there was a ministry there that had fallen by the wayside, and I knew exactly which one he was talking about. And I've seen six or seven ministries start in Florence and just fall by the wayside because of the perception of the darkness that's here. And Chuck looked at me and he said, Randy, there are five ruling demonic forces over the spirit of Florence. And uh, we talked about that for a little bit. And over the next uh, little while, as we began to discern those things, we began breaking the strongholds of those five ruling spirits and shutting down the doorways of entry points as we discerned them to be in Florence so that Florence really could become uh, a place where God's spirit could dwell. 
And as we delved into that, God, we really began to understand Florence was to really be a place of flourishing, but because of the warfare that had been here, it had ceased to flourish like it had needed to. And uh, God recently has told us that uh, not only is Florence going to flourish, and lots of people are drawn here to uh, who's got similar vision from similar from different directions that this would also uh, be known not only as the PD region, but God said it, I want to be the PD region, meaning Providence doubled, mm -hmm. where he wants his presence to dwell richly here in this area and in this territory. So we have been actively involved uh, praying over this region for 30 years now that God would lift off the curses off the land, uh, break some of the early detrimental things that were set over this city and to begin bringing forth God's glory that he originally intended this region I believe to have and so that it might really be a place where there would be prosperity and abundance uh, instead of a lot of brokenness and I've ran into, a, ran into a lot of things jolly through the years that have just indicated this and very deep strongholds that have been here uh, that have been very hard to break, but it's taken a long time, but we're seeing lots and lots of movement in it. Thank you, Dr. Randy. Uh, I've only been in this region for a couple of years now. Um, Sometimes when I, when I hear people like you talk about the region, uh, what comes to my mind is that you guys have seen this uh, 30 years ago, and you guys have seen right now what's happening in this region. So it's so easy for you guys to say, okay, this is where we used to be and this is where we are right now. Now you, you spoke about something um, about um, the five ruling spirit in charge of the Florence uh, area. <coughs> so I, I know uh, a lot of people have um, also said something similar. Uh, you said um, that was what um, Chuck Pierce told you. Yeah. So before we go into looking at um, those spirit and see where we are in uh, actually um, uh, holding down the spirit or sending them out of this region. Um, now, uh, I know a lot of people know Chuck Pierce, right? Um, right. I, yeah, I want to ask, um, so what made you, What because I know you didn't say it when you were talking about your bio, I think um, you you are an apostolic leader of uh, Life Spring Apostolic Center, right? That's correct. Yeah, so I, th I think you didn't say that. Uh, so, but what made you, I want to know your relationship, how did you all come uh, into a relation and that uh, uh, relation fellowship with Chuck Pierce and his ministry, so. Well, that, that, that's an interesting story, uh, the progression of it. Um, there's a verse in the Bible that um, says that uh, the wealth of the unrighteous is laid up in store for the righteous. Mm -hmm. And I began looking a number of years ago at uh, the transference of wealth for the kingdom of God, very much like the transference of wealth that came mm -hmm. to the nation of Israel when they left Egypt. Mm -hmm. And through a series of unique behaviors and patterns of things that took place in correspondence mm -hmm. between myself and Peter Wagner when he was alive, um, ultimately Peter invited me to be on his apostolic council for wealth transfer and he brought me together along with maybe 12 other people from around the country who had had similar vision and it's interesting that we live in Florence South Carolina and we're kind of here but we recognize that other people were having similarity of vision and they all came together to really look at what God was doing in that area and Peter and Chuck were connected at that point in time and I met Chuck originally uh, through my connections with Peter Wagner. And Peter was the apostolic leader at that time and Chuck was the prophetic leader. And um, Chuck and I had connected once and he was I was in Colorado Springs meeting with Peter Wagner and Chuck asked me when I was going to come visit him and I just kind of thought, well, that's a nice gesture. But he came to Charleston and he asked me once again, he said, so when are you coming to see me? And I said, when do you want me? He said, at Pentecost. So I flew to then at Pentecost, and at that point in time, I really began discerning that our home church that we were under, uh, LifeSpring, needed to come under a new spiritual covering because our spiritual coverings that we have over us are critical to our growth and mm -hmm. development and mm -hmm. movement as Christians. 
And if your spiritual covering is not accurate or right, that it hinders the flow of the spirit as it moves into your life. Mm -hmm. And so fortunately, I went out to Chuck and I talked with him about coming under the covering of glory of Zion and Chuck gladly agreed. And then they started, he and Peter started a, uh, a group called the Global Spears that has become very wide across the, the world uh, in its connection. <clears throat> and um, in that association, that's how I got started with Chuck and began feeling the need. Counselors and pastors have similarity of personality style. And having grown up in a minister's family, people had always suspected, well, you're going to go into the ministry. God hadn't called me into church ministry so much, I believe, that all Christians are called to ministry. Mm -hmm. And that my ministry as a counselor and family therapist was exactly what I was supposed to do. Well, Life Spring, when it started, hit some spiritual warfare and fell apart, but I never felt like God had taken away the calling. Mm -hmm. So after after it had... um, had fallen some, I just continued to follow God's call of having life spring, and I just continued to do that. And then after a while, I really began to understand uh, that He's calling me more than just to be uh, a layman for life spring. He's really put this upon my heart. I call you to do this. And at that point, I began being introduced to the fivefold fivefold church. Uh, some he appointed to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. And that as I began to study that, I really began to recognize that is the model that I came to, to see as a, a model that we need to envelop. And as I looked at myself along that, I began studying each of those functions. And the apostolic function was really where I fit, that I was a, 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 had the apostolic gifting. And so I had been uh, commissioned by Glory of Zion and Chuck Pierce and some other people uh, as as an apostolic commissioning. And that apostolic commissioning is what I hold, hold with LifeSpring, where we've actually kind of moved now into more of the vision of an apostolic center where we try to give spiritual direction and encouragement not only for people to find what they need to go forward in ministry, but also how we can assist pastors and other churches in developing their strengths to be a better witness in the community and in the region. Oh, thank you, uh, um, Dr. Randy. Uh, you, said so, you said something about um, a spiritual covering, right? Uh, right. Uh, I believe uh, a lot of Christians uh, who take on the spiritual covering over their life very lightly, they hardly go far in the Christian race. That's yeah, true. Yeah, because uh, like I always say, I said the spiritual takes care of the physical. If I have a spiritual covering over my life, it's almost almost certain that my physical life is going to be in the right path all the time because I so much respect uh, spiritual covering over people's lives and other stuff like that and your relationship with um, Glory of Zion and other stuff like that, I think it's, uh, it's also a blessing to those who have actually benefited from the, the ministry of uh, life spring in this in this region so uh, you said something when you when you met um, Chuck Pierce, uh, he told you that uh, there are five ruling spirits uh, in charge of this area. I don't know if you do you want to just kind of uh, talk a little bit more about or give us a little bit summary of that? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd be glad to do that, Jolly, but let me just kind of back, back up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, a number of years ago, I ran into a person who was coming out of, who grew up in a satanic ritual abuse. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about spiritual warfare and I was literally just thrust into it. And because of that association, I really moved deeply into spiritual warfare, Mm -hmm. which consequently culminated in one of the little booklets that I've written Mm -hmm. on uh, following the glory and principles of warfare. And warfare is a very is a very intense area that our church has really neglected to teach and the bible tells us that the things that we struggle with are not a flesh and blood but are principalities and powers and so we reduce things down to a human level when the real issues in the spiritual arena 
It's the spiritual arena that governs mm -hmm. and controls all of human affairs, mm -hmm. but we struggle on the physical level. But if you want to make impact, you got to war in the heavenly realms. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't get that, but when you begin to war in the heavenly realms, things begin to shift profoundly mm -hmm. over lives, individuals, and territories. Now, one of the things that in, in the work with spiritual warfare, I've had a lot of encounters with the demonic realm. Mm. And they have names and they have uh, purposes for being. But one of the things that, that begins to be a lure in spiritual warfare, that the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every name must bow. Mm -hmm. So when you believe the name at the level that you have a right to believe in it through the blood of Jesus, that the demonic has to leave. As I tell people a lot of times, when God created the world, he created the law of gravity. I don't test the law of gravity. Yeah. When I jump off the building, I'm gonna hit the ground so I don't test it. Mm. But he created another law, and that law was that at the name of Jesus, every name must bow. But we don't own that law, and we don't use that law, and we don't stand up in that law. Now, when you, when you move into warfare, and you begin to see the power of, of Jesus, it's like, oh my, this is amazing. Matter of fact, I had a demonic spirit manifest in front of me one time, and he laughed at me and he said, you Christians are so stupid, you don't understand the power you have, and if you use that power, we would be nothing. And then it vanished when I called the name of Jesus over it. And I came home and cried that night, and just with Debbie, and I said, Debbie, we just don't understand the power we really have as Christians. And so when you begin to walk in that power and you begin to see people get free and regions and territories get free, it's almost like you want to get on a chase to get after the demonic. But if you're not careful, you get fascinated with the demonic instead of staying fascinated with Jesus. And so for that reason, whenever I counter a spirit and I find its name, I try to forget the name because I don't want the name to stay in my mind. I want the name of Jesus in my mind. And so those five ruling spirits, people often ask me, so what were the names of them? I said, I don't want to speak the name and I don't want to remember the name because what I want is Jesus to be glorified. And so I always try to call in, in the glory of Jesus. But I went to the major entry points of, um, of this city and began shutting down the entry points as we knew them to be, that this, this will not be that way. I will say that a lot of this had to do mm. with religion, it had to do with pride, it mm -hmm. had to do with a lust for power and a lust for money, mm. and it had a lot to do with uh, sexuality. And one of the things that I can say over this region that there has been a very powerful Jezebel spirit over the region mm. uh, that's very powerful in this area that's done a lot of havoc in the churches in this region. Mm. Thank you, Dr. Randy. Uh, so uh, let me just uh, maybe add to that, uh, talking about using the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So uh, some, I think that should be 23 years right ago, right? That's kind of like two years after I came to Christ. Uh, I was uh, a young a young boy at that time. I was uh, around the age of 14 or so thereabouts. And so uh, we had a, a very, very, um, how will I put it? An exciting um, experience that time, and I'm going to kind of give a, a, a just a brief rundown of the experience. Then we used to belong to uh, what you call the Children Evangelical Fellowship. Uh, so it's kind of like uh, having a group of kids, uh, um, also searching the scriptures, and then we do a lot of like dramas, uh, like uh, play. That's uh, we do a lot of acting of um, um, from the scriptures. We do a lot of singing and other stuff like that. So one of those meetings. My friend and I, um, we were in that meeting. Then I was already a believer, two years being a believer because uh, then I was like 14 years of age. Then there was a lady who was also in that group and my friend called me and said, Johnny, I feel this lady has some strange spirit walking in her. Mm -hmm. Now, my friend was also 14 years of age. Now, we were just new believers. So we really don't know. We've heard of um, the, the spirit world. We've heard of uh, people being um, possessed, uh, people being obsessed by the devil, right. right? But we've not really actually had uh, like a physical encounter. So my friend said uh, he feels God told God is telling him that this lady knows something is wrong with her because he was trying. He said I can't really place her in the spirit. So you know what we did? Uh, we called we called the lady. She was also like 
14 or so thereabout, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we called and said, okay, uh, this is what we're experiencing or what, or this is what the Lord told us and is that, is that true? So this lady started, she started speaking out and she was speaking out. She was uh, actually possessed of the, of, of the devil and all that stuff. So we started praying for her. Now that was the first time I said, in the name of Jesus, you spirit, go. And all of a sudden she started manifesting, uh, right? And she was manifesting and other stuff like that, manifesting. Now for me, I really didn't know that I have that ability in me, right? Because being a young boy, I know I'm born again and then I was um, filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I know I, I speak in tongues and you understand, but but by the fact of just saying in the name of Jesus, and I was not saying it because I don't believe it. I believe that there's power in that name, but I really didn't know the extent that power would go. So when you said that uh, about we not knowing the power we have in that name, and uh, you actually made, uh, created, and uh, give us uh, just a picture of um, the law of gravity, you're not going to test it because you know it's definitely going to take effect. Right. Once you drop from a two-story building, you definitely you're going down right it's going to take effect and also god also created the, another law which is the law of you using the name of jesus the bible said by the mention of the name of jesus every knee must bow right. so what he's saying is not saying some say everything, everything answers to the name of jesus so pretty much i think that's kind of a very 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 um true about our christian journey no matter what area we live in right no matter what atmosphere we live in by the mention of the name of jesus everything has to take shape in line with the word of god so 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 pretty pretty much and um, that's kind of what i i believe So I believe God placed us in uh, various cities all over the world because we have something to give to the city in terms of the spiritual atmosphere. Also, by our works as uh, maybe a professional or by our works as uh, our works of ministry, we have something to give to the uh, city. So uh, I want you to tell me more about um, um, the impacts your life and ministry has actually that you can see because sometimes we make impacts. Not every other, every impact we make that we actually know because if I'm telling you right now, you say, oh, somebody say you've been a blessing to me. So you've, Life Spring, I don't know how long you guys have been uh, uh, doing ch- uh, home church uh, as Life Spring. So can you just uh, maybe give us one story that, sta- that stand out amongst many other stories about uh, the ministry of uh, Life Spring in this area? Yeah, let me, uh, let me maybe give you two stories, okay. if you don't mind. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, because, you know, we were talking earlier about the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. You know, I just don't believe God makes us in a way that we can't follow his word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for, right. For example, uh, we got had a, a fellow in our, our group who all of his life has been struggling with attention deficit disorder, but he really loved the word of God, but couldn't mm-hmm. focus on the word of God. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and he just said, I got this attention deficit disorder. And I'm thinking, you know, God's not going to make us not be able to read the word. Mm-hmm. We ought to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, we're just going to rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus right now. And we're going to decree, Father, make it manifest where you want your word to be read by this person. Mm-hmm. So read this word by this person. Mm-hmm. And so we prayed over that. And we were having a church retreat. And all of a sudden, the spirit came upon this man. Mm-hmm. And it just hit him. And he looked at me and said, Randy, I need to be rebaptized. So let's do it. So we went out in the ocean and baptized him. Mm-hmm. And we came out of the water and he came in, the Spirit of God was on him. And next Sunday he came back and he said, I want you to know Mm. that thing is gone. I can read the word now and understand it fully and completely. Mm. That's Mm. just the name Mm. that we have above every name. Mm. We have one young lady in our midst. When I first met her, she had five forms of cancer and she had Mm. had a heart attack at the the age of 25 and she had cervical cancer. And that was one of the cancers that the doctor said there's no cure for and it's going to kill her. Mm. and uh, she'd had a partial hysterectomy at such an early age where they had had to remove one of the ovaries and Mm. uh, as we prayed and discerned a number of different things going on in her life and being attacked and how things were happening you know all five of the cancers are healed and body scans have actually shown she's had grown a new ovary and she's having Mm. regular regular things going on now so that you know we just you know God just moves and I've watched um, people just get free i've watched people find some answers that have helped them to take the next step of faith mm. one of the things that i you know see i think we started this this podcast off 
jolly saying something really important to see the kingdom of God advance. Mm, yeah. Jesus talked about the kingdom of God, but we don't teach the kingdom of God. Mm. I was watching a program once, just flipping through the channels, and Miles Monroe was uh, there talking. I'd never seen Miles Monroe before, and he was a Bahamian minister, but he talked about kingdom, and the Bahamas had been under kingdom rule of, of England. So they knew something about kingdom that a republic like mm. the United States doesn't mm -hmm. know. And about two days later, I was flipping the channels, and there's Miles Monroe again. I said, hmm, different podcast, you know, and thing, but he's talking about kingdom. That's pretty good. Two days later, same thing. Turned the channels. There he is again on a different channel, different mm -hmm. process. And I said, all right, God, I got it. You want me to go read everything I can get mm -hmm. on kingdom and what he's written. Mm -hmm. So I got all of his books and read, and he began teaching me about kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, and Jesus says, you know, when he, when he came out of the wilderness, he says, the kingdom of God's now at hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, he says it in the Lord's Prayer where he says, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. He says it again in Matthew 6.33, mm -hmm. uh, seek first the kingdom of God and mm -hmm. his righteousness. Then he says it again in the parables where the kingdom of God is like this. And so he talks about kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so we live in a kingdom mentality. Now, the Bible, when it talks about praying, it talks about you have not because you ask not, so mm -hmm. we need to be specific. But then it says, when you ask, you ask amiss. And amiss has two parts to that. One part is the motivation by which we come. We've got to come boldly before the mm -hmm. throne of grace. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people come like victims before the throne of grace instead mm -hmm. of being children of God coming boldly. Mm -hmm. And the second part of the miss is we need to have the motivation of God. The motivation is to see kingdom expansion. expansion. And the motivation as a Christian is that God might would use me to motivate and help me to expand the kingdom of God where I live. Mm -hmm. And so we all have areas in our life that are difficult that hold us back from kingdom advancement. Mm. And I think that's very important why David says in Psalms 139, where he says, search me, O God, try me and test me and see if there's any anxious or wicked way within me. Mm. Show me the things in my life that are holding me back, Lord, and keeping me from being everything that you've called me to be mm. so that you can use me to advance the kingdom of God in the area or the territory in the region in which I dwell. Mm. And I teach our people at LifeSpring that to, to, to look deeply inward, let God set them free. And so a lot of our people are being set free. They're being in a process of becoming more profound in what they do. And we teach people, you have a ministry. It's not just the ministry of the church, is that it's the ministry, you are the church in the community. Uh, we talked a lot about Peter Wagner a bit ago, but Peter Wagner sent me a book one time and we were having conversations about the largest church in the United States is the church congregated in work, mm. you know, on Mondays, on Sundays, on Mondays through Saturdays. Mm. And so we are the church even at work. And your work is a place where you have your ministry mm -hmm. dwelling. And we need to make headway and emphasis into that area. So I teach our people at LifeSpring, it's not you come to work, to church, to minister. But it's where we also fill your cup that you might go pour it out and that you might go minister in your workplace and in the things that God's called you to so that we might permeate the area that no longer is God confined to the church building. It's now part of the culture in which we live. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Randy, for, for bringing that out, right? Because I started by asking you to give us just some of your experience so far being on the apostolic lead for LifeSpring. Now you said something that's very, very important to this ministry, that's on the podcast and everything, because the title of this podcast is called Kingdom Heritage. Now I've given stories in previous episodes how I came into the message of the gospel of the kingdom. Now the Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, I think that's verse 14, it said uh, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as witness to all the nations and then the end will come. Now pretty much how, how I've explained this over the years is this, until we see the gospel of the kingdom being preached all over the earth, the church is not ready 
for the second coming of Jesus Christ because the, the idea is this people say oh yeah we're already preaching the gospel and other stuff like that this is a, it's a kingdom it's talking about a kingdom where we have a king and where we have where we have uh, the king's jurisdiction right uh, so pretty much uh, I, be I believe I believe that you and I we are part of a kingdom and that kingdom has to be taken to the ends of the earth for us to see the manifestation of the glory of God because uh, like I said God did not just place us in this environment in Florence uh, or in, uh, in any city of the world just because he wants to place us somewhere he actually gave us an assignment and the assignment is for us to see the full manifestation of the kingdom of God so so pretty pretty much uh, a lot of believers um like you said, he said you said um, the the largest church is the uh, is the church that's congregated in works, right? Because I see I see the Christian body or I see the church as a place whereby we uh, we come to receive some um, how will I put energy or we receive some instruction to go into the world to be able to create the change that is needed in the world. So pretty much, uh, that's that was that's a good point, and I I love the fact that you actually brought that out. So let's look at uh, another question, which I think uh, normally I will normally ask for most of this recording. So uh, one of the questions I want you, can you tell us uh, aside um, the ministry of Chuck Pierce, uh, ministry of uh, Peter Wagner, uh, what other ministry has been of great impact to your life in these years of you being a believer? So why, let me say why we are, why I'm asking this is this because uh, I want to encourage our listener to be able to walk as um, to learn from each other to get blessed by others too right because you spent uh, almost uh, many years doing what you're doing you spent many years being a believer and leading different um, different groups um, definitely I believe that uh, there is um, somewhere where this all started so can you just kind of give us some um, a brief uh, and on this on which ministry or which um person has been of uh, great uh, impacts to your life <clears throat> well I think I'd have to probably initially take back that back to my mom and dad um, yeah. uh, my, my father was a was a minister and uh, they're still alive they're 92 and 91 they've been married over 70 years <laughs> and I began watching a pattern that the churches that my dad went to were churches that had had before he came a split and God had given him a healing hand over churches that had been hurt to be mm -hmm. healed and to be made whole. And I think to watch that witness and to watch that testimony was really a very powerful thing in setting the formative years in my life and getting some very formal uh, instructions in the very early years was, was critical. Uh, I came to a place uh, in my early college career where my life got into the struggle like all lives get into a struggle I began to wonder is this God really real is he really who he says he is and when I was going into to school I was either going to go into counseling and psychology or business and economics and my life was hurting so bad at that time I said you know what if it hurts this bad I'm not so sure I really buy into God anymore and on one Saturday morning uh, in my dorm room, I was about to take the step away from God and all of a sudden God entered in my dorm room and he said, who do you think you are that you're going to prove that I don't exist? He said, you go on down that road, and it was an audible voice, you go on down that road and after you've fallen on your face, I'll still be high and lifted up. So God began entering into to my life in very personal ways to teach me about the depth of his grace and on that day, I made a decision that I'm going to follow the God of my father and my father's before mm. him and never turn back or never look back on it. And then another significant time is I went to the kickoff banquet of the new international version of the Bible back when I was at Southwestern Seminary. I got to go to this, this kickoff banquet and I've got a Bible in the other room that has where the translation committee members had signed my Bible and Edwin Palmer uh, who was the ex executive secretary for the NIV translation at that time signed my Bible and he wrote in the wrote in it, it uh, 2 Timothy 3 16 and 17 and you know I just said so what's that verse and he looked at me he stared at me and he said young man I think that you ought not to do anything else for the rest of your life until you decide what you're going to do with that verse and I had to go back and I felt so embarrassed but it's the best piece of advice that I'd ever heard 
all scripture is God breathed, worthy of instruction and training and rebuking the man in righteousness on all occasion. And so I had to come to that place and said, if this word is true, then what Jesus says is true. And if what Jesus says is true, then the Holy Spirit is true. And the Holy Spirit is here to teach and remind us of all things. And so I began seeking the Holy Spirit out, Lord, teach me and lead me and connect me into the connections and into the people that I need to be connected to so that you might do in me what you destined and created me to be doing when you when you spoke it in Psalms 139. I knew you while you were yet in your mother's womb. And I think that's what I would say to all those who are listening. God knew you while you were in your mother's womb. You're not an accident. God chose the sperm and the egg to come together to form your conception and that the time of God's bringing you into the earth and the earth realm coming in together was a collision course at an intersection where you were conceived and brought into the earth realm for a time and a purpose for God's using if you'll but seek it and follow it. Thank you, Dr. Randy. Uh, I think um, your um, answers to the question of uh, those who have been inspiration to your life is um, very, very, very um profound because uh, you are able to relate to you one uh, seeing your parent um, doing the right thing and also doing uh, what you feel is a blessing to you in terms of uh, the way your life you should also live your life and you also talk about uh, God actually speaking to you and telling you uh, okay who do you think you are and other stuff like that so uh, and I think a lot of people who are listening to us and, uh, and also myself who've had maybe probably similar experience whereby God just showed up and said hey you know what I have a different plan from what you have right now if you follow my plan you definitely come back with a lot of testimonies so um I thank you for I thank you for saying that and so now I want to ask some uh, questions about our current happening in our world right yeah. so now today this is 2020 2020 and a lot of stuff are happening all over the world not just in America not just in Africa not just in Europe everywhere in the world we everywhere in the world. yeah we kind of have similar stories right to tell about uh, the year 2020 so before the at the beginning of this year no one would have thought in january that we're going to go this way except for those who have prophetic insights right or, or for those who whom actually seek the face of god and i think also i've shared with uh with you some of uh maybe during our wednesday prayer some of what god showed me and uh, other stuff like that so i don't know uh for you i know you've had uh a lot of uh, spiritual experience uh, what do you have to say about this year just i know you you might have a lot to say about this year but just in summary right what do you have to say about this year yeah what i have to say about this year is that um this kind of is a backdrop too that um the Bible tells us that we're seed of Abraham. Mm-hmm. You know, we we really, the, the gospel came to us Gentiles through the Jewish people, and when we came to accept Christ, we became part of the remnant group mm-hmm. of people. And the Jewish people see this is the year 5780. We started a new decade. It's the year of the mouth, and the mm-hmm. mouth, the word for this year is that we shall decree a thing and it will come to pass. Mm-hmm. But we also see in the Hebrew that there's a, there's also a negative connotation to the mouth and that's the virus this year so we have the power of decree and we have the virus and so i think we're actually seeing the conflict of the heavens come into the earth realm where this is a big deal now it depends on what we christians are going to do with this the Bible says we're not born of a spirit of fear, but of power and of boldness. And we can let this virus scare us, or we can stand up by faith and decree about what God calls us to decree about. And I think this is a year where we have spiritual warfare going on in its greatest time since I've ever seen it and been alive. But I think people are looking at it in a natural realm instead of really recognizing that the things we struggle with are not a flesh and blood, but prince of powers. Now, a lot of Christians... Um, jolly believe it's going to get so bad and God is going Jesus is going to come back and take us out of the bad mm-hmm. but you know God didn't make us victims mm-hmm. he's not yeah. going to come rescue a victim he mm-hmm. told we're mm-hmm. powerful we're authoritative I think he's going to come back for a radiant bride mm-hmm. and I think that what this is is things are getting bad and I think the people are going to call upon the Lordship of Christ we already see pockets mm-hmm. of it rising up mm-hmm. everywhere 
And I think it's the opportunity to come manifest with God's presence in the earth realm unlike any time that we've ever seen. Because 2 Peter 1, 4 is very clear. By this you, I have given you my great and precious mm. promises that you might participate in the divine glory. And he said, it's all going to work together for good. Mm. Either we're going to stand by faith, walk by faith, live in faith, and abide in faith, and decree by faith, or the enemy's going to win. And, you know, there's power in the name of Jesus. So this is an exciting time. Yeah. Exciting time in the world. Yeah, thank you, Pastor uh, Dr. Randy. Uh, you said something. You said God, God is not coming back to rescue victims. That's right. Uh, yeah, I strongly believe that God is not coming back to rescue victims, and I believe that um, this year is um, pivotal for the church because uh, there's going to be shakings, right? There's going to be a lot of happenings, but I believe that God is doing this to bring out the church who really rely on Him, like you say, walk with faith and believe that. God is working for our good. So I, I know there's a lot of Christians out there that are talking, thinking about, okay, did God cause this or did God did not cause God or is God in this or? Now I have a message. Uh, I think a message for a lot of us, right? Now it's not about what is happening. It's about the message God wants us to get from this all, right? Because God is actually looking to bring a church that is spotless without spot or wrinkles right it's looking for a bride amongst right. the world it's looking for a bride right. so until we are ready to be brides who are worthy for the bridegroom right i don't think it's it's time for us to to how like we to sit back and say hey, let's just let everything happen so we are not victims we are victors and 2020 is not going to consume us because we know that we are victors and we, we believe in God and we believe in what God is doing in the church. So and I, I strongly believe that this year is going to be a very, very, very exciting year for the church and for a lot of believers. Okay, so um, Dr. Randy, uh, we are towards the end of the podcast and I would like you, I don't know if you have anything you want to say as a closing word and then after that we'll go into prayers sure. and just pray for yeah, I, I would like to, to just say something about what you just said, Jolly. I mean, how would you like for me to get to know you, Jolly, through what somebody tells me about you or me getting to know you directly? I think getting to know me directly. Yeah, and see, I think I think we let people tell us about God. Mm, mm, but we need we yeah. get we get to go to get to know God directly. Mm. But see, he says his ways are higher than our ways mm -hmm. and his ways are not our ways mm -hmm. and instead of making decisions about god we need to get humble before a god who wants to teach us about himself so, mm -hmm. and we need to let him tell us about himself mm -hmm. and we attribute a lot of things to god that are not god's mm -hmm. and god is so far greater and so far magnificent mm -hmm. and so more profound and works outside of time and space in a way that we haven't even begun to comprehend but if we get submissive to an almighty God who loves and adores us and allow him to teach us, he will show us great and mighty things of which we knew not. Mm. And he's just said within the word, any who lack for wisdom, let him ask of the Lord and he'll grant it liberally and abundantly. He wants to do that for his people. And so instead of looking at God of what he did or didn't do, it's important to look at God and get to understand Him so He can give you the revelation mm -hmm. that if you are a victim, that He will lift you out of a victim position mm -hmm. into an overcoming position mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that you will be mighty and manifest mm -hmm. His glory in the earth realm right. to do mm -hmm. the task that you're called to do. And I just say to all of our listeners, no matter what you've been through or where you're at, God created you for a destiny, mm. and your destiny can never be lost. Mm -hmm. It can always be uncovered by the power of the Christ who lives within you and put you back where you're supposed to be if you feel like you've lost your way. So can you, uh, Dr. Randy, can you just uh, pray for us? I would love to. Father God, I thank you that you're a God of great, great glory. Lord, we lift you up. We praise you. We adore you. We exalt you. Father, we thank you that your word is true. We thank you, Father, that you visit your children, that you love us and that you care for us. Father, your word says, if you will seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. And Father, may we learn deeper. Would you show us deeper, Lord, how to seek you with all of our heart, how to press into you so that we might hear you tell us the secret things of your heart that you look for. Father, your word says you're, you, you go to and fro across the face of the earth to see who has a heart for you. 
Father, I pray for all the listeners right now, wherever you are, that you would just come to a place of saying, I want to know, like Paul said in the scripture, to know but one thing, that's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that be in your heart, Father, would you reveal yourself to me and would you teach me what I need to see and know in order to go forward that your kingdom might be glorified through my life. Mm -hmm. So, Father, I pray that for all the believers that are listening. I pray for non-believers who are listening that some of this may seem a little bit foreign to you, but there is a God who is. And all it takes is one little step. I want to know the truth. Will the God of truth reveal itself to me? And he will reveal Jesus Christ, the greatest fact in human history, that he came back to life from the dead. And Father God, I pray for whoever's listening, and I lift them up to you. I pray, Father, that you would strengthen them and empower them in the depth of their inmost being. And that, Father, we bind right now in the name of Jesus for every person listening, the enemy, so that the enemy cannot speak to them, talk to them, communicate to them, or relate to them, so that they cannot be distracted from hearing the truth. Now, Father, download your truth, download your revelation, download your understanding, that they might see the truth, know the truth, understand the truth, comprehend the truth, and make a decision for the truth. And then, Father, as truth is found, your will be done for them as your will demands. Father, we pray and ask these things now that you be glorified, exalted, and lifted up, and that your kingdom would come to earth, even as it is in heaven, through our lives and through the bold witness of you who love us so deeply. Father, we pray this not only for the freedom, as Jesus said, for freedom that they might be set free. Lord, I pray it for you that you would get glory. Father, glorify your name. Exalt your name, Father, over all the earth. And Father, as I hear testimony, of your glory being received. Father, we will give you praise and honor and glory. For you, O Lord, are great and greatly to be praised and highly to be exalted. So, Father, in the throne room of heaven, we ask that you would stamp and seal this prayer request as sealed, done, and did. Usher it into the earth realm through the proclamation of your word, through the power of the angelic that you give charge over this word to now administrate it and send it across the face of the earth. And, Father, for the power of the Holy Spirit that lives and reigns and dwells within us. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Randy. Uh, it's been an exciting time. Uh, it's been a nice time sitting down with you for this recording. And I thank um, all our listeners uh, all, all across the world who have um, taken time to listen to this podcast. I believe uh, that God is um, actually planting seeds in us in the church, and this seed definitely will grow into fruitful trees. So uh, if you have uh, any feedback or any question, um, if Free to post it on the comments and or send us a uh, feedback or send us uh, I think we have a contact on on the on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast so the good thing is this God is working for our good and God has given us the best and so we will definitely listen to him and know more about him so God bless you all and I will see you guys again in the next uh, recording God bless you guys